With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. It is, well, uh, the last day I'm on air for a week. I love you guys, but I love my family too, and we all need a break. Uh, school has ended, and it is, it's time to go to the beach. One day I hope to have a house right on the beach in Hilton Head. I am not there yet by any stretch of the imagination. It is an aspirational goal of mine, though. It is my happy place that I'm going to go. The phone number, if you want to be on the program this hour, is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I am very happy to have you on the program. A sensitive subject to talk about. Inbreeding. Now, friends, we're not talking about Alabama today. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alabama. I mean, I, you people make jokes about Mississippi. The rest of us make jokes about you. Do you, you hear about Alabama? Uh, the governor over there has gotten so mad about the, the college football championship, they have bought a bunch of septic tanks. When they learn how to drive them, they're going to invade Georgia. <laughs> Oh, I kill myself. Oh, I don't care if y'all find it funny. Um, in all seriousness, let's talk about inbreeding. You know, genetically, do, do, do you remember um, uh, Punnett squares when you? Were, I loved biology when I was a kid, and the X and the chromosomes and the 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 dominant and recessive traits of the X, big X, little X, and and the big Y, little Y, and, and the like. And for blue eyes and green eyes and blonde hair and red hair and black hair and and the like, I I just uh, if when you inbreed, you contain the pool of genes, and over time, you expand um, the recessive traits uh, that become dominant. And as the recessive traits become dominant, and you get uh, bad things happen to the gene pool. In California, they have just built this overpass. It, it's a very big, I think it's a 200-foot-wide overpass over the interstate on, what is it, the, the 401 or whatever out there, the, the big, busy highway, and it connects two mountain uh, mountain and valley passes so that the mountain lions can cross the interstate. Uh, the road is so busy that the, uh, the mountain lions out there are becoming inbred, and in becoming inbred, they're becoming extinct. Some of them are more and more becoming sterile. 
Uh, they've got health problems. They're scrawny. They're showing all the signs of inbreeding. In deer populations, when you have deer parks, Great Britain, for example, has deer parks, and oftentimes they're walled in very large. I mean, we're talking several hundred acres, but walled in, and the deer get inbred, disease-infested. Uh, they get scrawny, and they have to bring in populations and let out populations to mix with other populations of deer in order to keep the gene pool healthy. You find this uh, in uh, situations in, in certain parts of the world in the past. Not so much now as, as people have become familiarized with it, but I mean, even in, in royal lines in Europe, the inbreeding that happened over periods of time, developing hemophilia, uh, mental defect, uh, physical handicap, deformity, death, uh, inbreeding is very, very bad. Uh, this is why we have laws against inbreeding. Uh, one, it, it is somewhat abusive, uh, but also at the same time, it, it pollutes the gene pool in ways that society has agreed is bad. In ways, whether you call it morality or, or whatnot, we as a society have recognized over time that inbreeding, genetic inbreeding, biological inbreeding is something that has to be prohibited by law. It must be actively discouraged for the sake of the human species. It must be banned. What we do not do as a society is ban intellectual inbreeding. And what happens is that the voters themselves tend to take action against intellectual inbreeding. And right now, the political left in this country is suffering from such intellectual inbreeding. The whole must be the 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 the, the herd's got to be culled in some way, not not physically, but electorally. We see this in conversations with gun control right now, and gun violence, but not just that. But now, let me explain what I'm talking about here, so you understand it. I've been using this phrase a lot lately because you you see it. You may not even realize you're seeing it, but what you're seeing is a form of intellectual inbreeding, where all of the ideas being proffered are ideas that are recirculated and regurgitated from a few sources, and there's no intellectual diversity allowed in. There, there's no chain of custody of ideas that can be contributed that uh, challenge the ideas, shake up the ideas or refine the ideas uh, and improve the ideas. It, it has become a bit of religious dogma where, you know, in the early days of Christendom, there were ideas that were grounded in scripture, but oftentimes uh, misworded, poorly worded. They allowed other ideas that were heresies to come about and the church would have these councils to get together and refine the ideas and refine them to their purest form, like the Trinity, which is a very hard concept to explain. But if you're a Christian, you believe in the Trinity. And it's it's settled Christian orthodoxy that if you do not believe in the Trinity, you are not a Christian. And there are people who say, I'm a Christian, but I reject the Trinity. Well, unchristendom settled since the 300s, you're not a Christian. It's why uh, when pushed on the conversation, they don't like to say it because we have so many who are friends, but uh, Orthodox Christians will say Mormonism doesn't classify as Christianity because they reject the Trinity. I mean, people literally fought wars and died over this idea. 
but it was refined. It was honed over time through councils. They came up with a defining idea. We don't do stuff like that anymore. We rarely have councils. The Catholics may, the Orthodox may. Protestantism rarely does. Uh, one of the closest things that, that has come about is either the Chicago Statement on Biblical Errancy or the Nashville Statement on, on Marriage. But intellectual movements typically allow in ideas that may be heterodox ideas that are refined into an orthodoxy. Progressivism has stopped allowing that. And progressivism, as a result, has devolved into this intellectual inbreeding where they believe in the righteousness of their ideas and they're not allowed to refine their ideas and, and evolve those ideas and let those ideas breed in a, breathe in a way that breed new ideas that could challenge contemporary understandings of things. As a result, when we're confronted with school shootings, the Democrats will tell you that the politics are on their side, this is bad for the GOP, and the only solution is to enact gun control. Either do not just expanded background checks, but the base of the party wants gun confiscation, they want the guns rounded up, they want bans on guns, they want manufacturer liability lawsuits to drive them out of business. And none of these ideas are going to pass. We're not going to put the gun industry out of business in this country, nor are we going to uh, prohibit people from owning guns because we have a Second Amendment. What I find striking and, and why this is, you can tell, intellectual inbreeding is because when confronted by reality, they cannot pivot. When confronted by reality, they cannot change their idea. And here is the reality on guns for the left. Uh, despite what you think, despite the superficial polling that says Americans support restrictions, I know lots of Americans, including a lot of Republicans, who say, I support restrictions on guns. Do you support a national database of gun owners? Well, no, I don't support that one. Do you support a 48 or 72 hour delay on purchasing your guns? Well, I don't support that one. Do you support expanded background checks? I don't support that one. Do you do you support requiring everyone to go through a background check, including person-to-person -person friend purchase? I don't support that one. Um, every idea that is individually talked about as a restriction, a majority of Americans tend to oppose it in the states that matter. In California, New York, even in urban areas in Georgia or Ohio or, or Texas, uh, people who are moderate may support these things, but overall the voters in that state don't. And yet to Democrats, the only solution is restrict the guns, confiscate the guns. They have no other idea because they're intellectually inbred on the issue of guns. They've allowed in no countervailing authorities, ideas, orthodoxies, doctrines, or mere thoughts. It's all about we got to round up all the guns, and it's not going to happen. And it has caused them every idea, every every descendant idea comes from that one idea. It is inbred off of that idea, and it's not a viable idea. The same holds true with abortion, and it's why the Democrats have lost the debate on abortion. You know, you can tell that, that the Democrats actually are more worried about the, the gun issue than the abortion issue because Chuck Schumer was willing to force every Democrat in the Senate to go on record supporting abortion on demand until birth, but has not put them on record about gun control. No show vote there. But on the abortion issue with Democrats as well, 
it is all abortion on demand until the moment of, of birth, until the child is fully out of the womb and into the world. And even then, some Democrats are okay till it leaves the hospital, till the baby leaves the hospital. Bill Clinton used to say safe, legal, and rare, and, and these days it, it is on demand at any time. They've evolved in one direction. It has become an intellectually inbred mo- movement to the point that they can't even understand the other side's arguments. Same with guns. They can't understand the other side's arguments. When you talk about having one exit into uh, schools, they start mocking you as, oh, the fire marshal will set you down on that. That's what Chuck Schumer did. They can't understand. They can't fathom the idea of let's have one entry point in schools and lots of exits like every building in America does. Because their idea has become intellectually inbred. It is one idea. That's it. That's the only thing that will work. And yet it's the one thing that cannot pass. They do the same thing on the environment. The environmental orthodoxy is we're all going to die within a decade because of climate change. And so the government must crack down on things. And as a result, the Democrats are deploying policies to drive up energy prices, to force you to battery-powered cars, devoid of recognition of the idea there aren't enough battery-powered cars, nor enough lithium to build new battery-powered cars to put all of Americans in. And even if there were and they succeeded, we don't have the power grid to be able to power all the cars without a collapse of the power grid. They they cannot wrap their hands around these things because of the intellectual inbreeding within progressivism these days that tells them there's only one solution and you're not allowed to contemplate adding to it, refining it, honing it, shifting it, modifying it based on reality. And like with genetic biological inbreeding, where it eventually leads to extermination and extinction. It leads to irreversible harm. It leads to biological mutational problems in the species. Intellectual inbreeding does the same. Republicans, conservatives are not immune from it. But we are right now far less likely to suffer from it than the left because with the left, they have the academic bubble, they have the corporate bubble, and they have the political coastal elite bubble, they have the media bubble. They're all in this together, corporate titans, media people, uh, liberal democratic politicians, the billionaire class, and, and the base of the Democratic Party, upper-income white women named Karen. They're all in this party bubble together, and they can't see outside the bubble. They think they're all there, so everyone must be be like this, not everyone is intellectually inbred. Many people, particularly conservatives, are challenged on a daily basis by their ideas. These people are not. That's part of intellectual inbreeding. You're never challenged on your ideas because you're in an isolated existence with a group of yes people who all agree with you, so your ideas are never challenged. Your ideas do not have to be refined. Whereas I am a conservative on a daily basis, my ideas are challenged by people on the right, by people on the left, by people in the middle, by people in the media, by people at the corporate level. Uh, You name it. My ideas get challenged. I am required to understand their ideas, articulate their ideas as fairly as possible, and argue against their ideas based on refining my ideas to make them easily explainable to other people. One of the the key tenets of intellectual inbreeding is the massive use of polysyllabic words, multiple syllables, big words that no one understands because it makes them sound smart when their ideas are very stupid. You see that on the left as well. It is all genetic intellectual inbreeding. The use of big words to hide ignorance is the hemophilia of, of of intellectual inbreeding and it causes their ideas to hemorrhage out 
and fall flat and die in the real world at the hands of voters. And that's what's going to happen to the Democrats. They're so convinced that their ideas are real, their ideas are valid, their ideas are the only ones, and their only solutions are the impractical ones that will never pass. But in their bubble, they're the ones they demand, they're the ones they insist on, they're the ones they believe are the viable ones. And it will end badly for them at the hands of the voters in November, no matter how much they agitate for abortion, gun control, and high gas prices. The voters themselves will rebel against those at the polling. It turns out when you dive into the polls on guns, voters aren't nearly as in favor of gun control as they tell the pollsters who never actually probe the idea. And that's part of the intellectual inbreeding of the left. They're not challenged. They're affirmed all the time in the media, and they never have to think about what's coming, but something bad is coming to them. There are a lot of options out there. If you're a self-starter and you want to invest on your own, it can be really confusing. And I'm delighted to tell you about SoFi because that's who I use, and now I've got them as an advertiser. If you're a SoFi user, uh, my gosh, you get all sorts of options, great research. You get the ability to invest in stocks, EFTs, crypto, plan out your retirement. Uh, More importantly, you got people you can call on. I mean, for example, um, I can use SoFi to buy stocks and EFTs and do the deep dive research if I need to and get complimentary financial planners ready to help answer questions. Uh, You can too, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next. You can even save for retirement with traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. They have so many options. If you're into crypto, you can also explore crypto. They've got 30 available coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, Dogecoin, and so much more. But more importantly, they've got the number one ranked automated investment tool, their robo-advisor. It takes the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio without having to pay a bunch of experts to do it. I really like SoFi. Y'all, I've tried, you name it, and I probably tried it. And I settled on SoFi and think you will like it as well. Cut through the jargon, make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Eric to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SOFI.com slash Eric. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA. Hi there, it's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. I want to go to Greg's phone call. Greg, welcome. Hey, Eric, how are you? Tough day, man. Tough day. Yeah, you deserve a break. Enjoy your, enjoy your vacation next week. Um, I'll give you a little un, un, um, unthought about uh, angle here on student mental health. My kid's private Christian school naturally has adult counselors, but they have a student counseling system through Stephen Ministry. It is key to these kids in their spiritual health and their mental health, and it starts in middle school. And these kids are mentored all the way through high school. They also have a teacher coach that stays with them through their high school years, and naturally a, a professional counseling system set up uh, for guidance, for education, for mental health through each segment, elementary, middle, and and upper school. But I have witnessed the power of this Stephen ministry. And for the educators listening, this can be done, private school or public school, an older student reaching out with love to help the younger kids. So, okay. So tell me, what is this called again? 
It is a Stephen Ministry program. It is Stephen mentoring Ministry. from upper uh-huh. school students and middle school students to younger school students. And off the oh, air, I, 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 you may not want my school's name out there, but off the air, I can tell you the name of the school, and you guys can learn more about it. Yeah, that, that's that's not a bad idea. You know, our our, our kids Christian school does something like that in in the high school, really, where it's 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 not with. Elmer, although there is a lot of uh, cross connection there, but they, the ninth, the tenth, eleventh, the twelfth graders are all kind of in groups together, where the the younger ones can learn the ways of high school from the older ones. That's it. Really, is something. Uh, and look, neither you nor I are saying go back to the uh, old single schoolhouse where everybody works with each other. But but there are ways of doing things out there. Greg, I appreciate that. It, it's it's a good idea um, to to do cross collaboration on those things. Now, there's some news here that has hit, confirmed by the Texas Department of Public Safety. I need to read you this timeline. Um, 12.03 p.m., a student calls 911, says she's in room 112. 12.10 says multiple are dead. 12.13 calls back. 12.16 says eight to nine students alive. 12.19, another student calls from room 111. 1221, three shots heard on that call. 1236, another student calls 911. 1243 asks for police. 1247 asks for police. The police had been in the building that entire hour and had not come in and stopped the shooter. This was a colossal, colossal police screw up at the local level absolutely colossally disastrous we'll be back 877-973-7425 if you want to call in eric erickson here hi there it is eric erickson here the phone number is 877-973-7425 i I gotta read y'all a post um y'all know the the woman who's running for ran for governor in georgia name is Candace Taylor. She's the one who said that uh, she would shoot the sheriffs. Yeah, that's the Mrs. Gulch sound from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, um, I got to read you. She released a statement. I would like to thank all of my wonderful supporters across our 159 counties for the experience of a lifetime and especially the tens of thousands of volunteers who gave countless hours and sleepless nights to our campaign. This has been the greatest America first grassroots campaign George has ever witnessed. Given that my vote total currently lags my number of volunteers by nearly 20,000. I do not trust these election results and neither should any supporter of either of my opponents or candidates in this race. It is my opinion that our elections in Georgia have become a travesty spearheaded by the corrupt, organized, willful assault that Brian Kemp, Brad Raffensperger, Chris Carr, and Stacey Abrams have inflicted on the process. It is apparently a Luciferian cabal. So, looks like the election's not over now you should note she says the the numbers lag her volunteers uh she got 41,000 votes or three percent of the vote and so I guess that means she claims she has over 60,000 supporters which means they either didn't or they they weren't there because they weren't in any counties I saw the best she had were a couple of fringy protesters at events this is like the Lyndon LaRouche people good gracious 
uh, insanity. Uh, when it was all said and done in Georgia, Kemp got uh, 887,000 votes. David Perdue got 262,000 votes. Uh, you want to know the real, the, the sweet, sweet, sweet punchline of all of this? David Perdue got 262,000 votes. Uh, Brad Raffensperger got 610, 962,000 votes. Uh, Raffensperger uh, and Jody Heiss, who he ran against, both got more votes than David Perdue. Uh, in fact, uh, Brad Raffensperger got more votes than all of the non-Kemp people running for governor combined on the Republican side. Uh, as I have mentioned before, the people who think um, they got 2,000 mules in a FEMA camp, um, they, they can sit this one out. They, they can. We'll be fine without them. In fact, uh, I suspect they're a deterrent to sane people coming into the electoral process. Uh, when sane people come in and they got to hear about the FEMA camps and the 2,000 mules, they tend to say, I, you know, I think I'm going to go vote Democrat instead because uh, they, 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 they may be crazy, but they're not this crazy. Uh, the, the, and these people are just a deterrent on growing politics in this country when they're so angry. And, and that just as an aside, I got to say, I might as well turn the camera on for this one and get get me get Philip some hate mail on this. I have received multiple emails now from people who wonder if the shooting in Texas was a government plot or even a Democrat plot. I'm not actually. I wish I were joking, but I'm I'm not joking. I, I've I've got the emails here from people. Let me read you one of them. It's the one I put on on Twitter so I can um, conjure it up first. Uh, this guy he, he's writing about Texas and says hard to believe the sequence of events was just a continual series of unintentional screw ups. Where did he get the weapon with no money? Apparently now he, he had someone's credit card. Why did the police give him 35 minutes without taking action? Why didn't they shoot him when they could have and more? I'm not a conspiracy person. That's kind of the red flag when someone says, I'm not a racist. There probably are. When someone says, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, they just might be. I can easily see how someone who is could form a belief that the CIA or FBI fed him information to radicalize, provided him with a weapon in an untraceable way. Police were ordered to wait before going in, just like Dems leaked the SCOTUS opinion. They need this issue to run on and could orca and could certainly have helped orchestrate yet another tragedy for their benefit. At what point would reasonable people begin to consider these types of narratives? Reasonable people will not. The number of people who are rapidly moving to conspiracy theories because in, in their minds, it's easier to explain this with a conspiracy theory than a massive government screw up is staggering. And I suspect there, there are a lot of people out there like that. I've, I've seen a couple of TV personalities say, Oh, they're, they're going to have a hard time keeping this secret. Keep what secret? Bad things sometimes happen. There is evil in the world. And more often than not, it's incompetence. It's not a conspiracy. So many people want to confuse incompetence for a conspiracy. I think they actually sleep better at night thinking that there must be some grand cabal doing these sorts of things than the government's just incompetent. But the government is incompetent. 
institutionally, we got some serious problems in this country. It's causing people not just to embrace conspiracy theories, but lose trust in institutions badly. And you would think that in Washington in particular, they would try to, to slow things down and say, we can't get the basics. We can't deliver the mail right. Why are we doing the big things? At the local level in Uvalde, Texas, the police screwed up royally. Spare me the hate mail, some of you, who will say I'm attacking the police. I'm not attacking the police. I am criticizing the police in Uvalde, Texas. There are tens of thousands of other great police officers out there, and there are even some great ones in Uvalde, Texas. But the commander in the field screwed this up terribly. It's just, it, it's it's insane. Um, you know, it's, it's a situation where people want to believe this is a political act in part because people have become so political. They, they Everything is looked at as politics. There must be the political angle. There must be the, the election angle in this. And, and so they read into it. And then there's the part of the people who are just really convinced that there's got to be a conspiracy because no one could screw up this bad. Yes, people can screw up this bad. Government can screw up this bad. I understand the thinking. Sadly, I, I maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I've I've I I know too many of these people. I understand the thinking. They think maybe uh, this is the Democrats have to do something to incentivize turnout. They've got to change the conversation in the country. So let let's provoke someone to go do a school shooting. Find someone unstable to do it. Uh, so the media will focus on that. They won't focus on the economy. Uh, this hurts the Republicans. The Republicans always curl up in the fetal position on it. It's a way to put Republicans on defensive, and they'll keep them there until J- in November. And so they're going to, there's going to be another one. I uh, look, I, I know there are people out there who think that sort of stuff. I, I know there are people out there who think that sort of stuff, but just because they think it doesn't make it. So just because they think it doesn't make it real. It's not real. And that's no way to live your life. No way at all to live your life, to view some some level of incompetence as a dark, sinister conspiracy. Um, it, it just it's it's simply not so. It's simply not so, and you yourselves have to understand, process, and realize that it's simply not so, and you sometimes have to recognize the fact that um, government can't take care of you. Government is incompetent. And there are bad police officers who screw up. And there are very good police officers who get overshadowed by the screw-ups. And there are others who are called to a task, and only in the crisis at that moment do they realize they're not up for the task. And that appears to be part of what happened here, that at the end of the day, a lot of these police officers just flat out were not up to the task. They were fine on the beat. They were fine riding speeding tickets. They were fine chasing the bad guy running down the street. But going into an active shooter situation, they froze. And that's not a condemnation of them. That's the reality 
and it's sad. Ian Hayworth, friend of mine, uh, pointed out something that the media is pushing on this, that uh, in this country, uh, school deaths, shooting or gun deaths are now the leading cause of death for kids. What they actually do, by the way, is they add in 18 and 19 year olds. So from birth to 19, if you go birth to 17, when kids are in high school, the uh, the death rate per thousand kids is 4.11 for motor vehicles, 2.06 for firearms. Suffocation is even higher than firearms for kids age newborn to 17. So the media has to stretch it out to 19 to obfuscate the number. Again, it's part of the intellectual inbreeding of the left. They try to make these clever arguments that are easily debunked when you think about it logically, uh, but you, you absolutely cannot um, say with a straight face that the number one cause of death of kids in this country is shootings unless you fudge the numbers. Now, let's go to the phones. Uh, Alan, I'm going to go to you up next. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on, Eric. Um, I appreciate it. Um, I, I like you. I'm I'm just listening to you, picking up the information, putting it out there because I, you know, you're a good source. You're a great source. Thank you. And but or not, but but um, when you think about it, you know, these police officers took an oath to serve and protect. Did they have military experience? Because if you've had military experience, it 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 toughens you in a different way. And then I ask myself like you in sort of said, did they lose their nerve? Were, were they, were they afraid to make a mistake because the fear of making a mistake and doing the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, like just numbed them out to the reality of what was going on. I mean, this, you know, I can hear it in your voice, your, especially the past couple of days, total disbelief. Yeah. And it's total disbelief for so many people and the parents, because the next time some of these parents, they're not going to passively listen to what the police tell them to do. If hopefully it never happens again, but if it comes to pass, another situation like this comes up, there's going to be mothers and fathers that will act this time and will not listen to the police because the police blinked. They yeah. didn't. They didn't do what's right. And I want to say one, one last thing. My father passed many years ago, but he was a bailiff in Fulton County before they had metal detectors. And I, he told me on a number of occasions he took guns off people in a courtroom. And he had to do it. And he didn't. He wasn't all vested up. But he also had military experience. Mm-hmm. These men and maybe women, I don't know. I mean, I don't. They blinked. I, if I had blinked in this circumstance, I couldn't live with myself. Yeah, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta wonder about honestly the mental health of some of these police officers, not just on what happened, but what they saw in the room. The I haven't talked about what they saw, and unfortunately, I've had to read what they saw in those those two rooms. You know, there's this this um, push now, Alan, by the media to say, show us the pictures. You don't want to see them. I haven't. I've read the descriptions. You don't want to see them. And I don't know. And I realize, again, this intellectual inbreeding on the left, they all say these things. I don't know that they realize uh, that's not going to turn out the way they think it'll turn out on getting people to give up their guns. People are going to stockpile them and, and stay with their kids in school every day. 
Michael, let's go to you. You'll be the last caller today. Welcome. How are you doing, Merrick? Thanks for Good. having me. Um, I had a question. My wife and I were discussing it last night about the, about the past two shootings. Um, in the past, whenever you filled out a um, application to buy a gun, you always in that application, and anybody can lie, but in an application was, have you ever had a psychiatric evaluation? You've ever had a psychiatric history and so forth. If even if they would have lied, if you know, when you ever had a psychiatric evaluation, it was reported and it was put into the system to where it would be flagged by the ATF or the FBI. And if that would have happened, whether they had lied or what, that would have stopped both of them from right. purchasing weapons, and that would have stopped the that would have stopped the tragedy. So why why is they're blaming it on us and they're blaming it on the guns? But why are they failing the system because they're not doing their jobs in the first place? If well, they had uh, done their jobs, the physicians and the and the government and ATF and the FBI, this would not have happened. Yeah, you're so listening. Not question. only are you right, Michael, uh, but if we recall that the, the sh uh, church shooter in Texas got his gun and he shouldn't have because he had been dishonorably discharged from the Air Force and the Air Force failed to put it into the system. And so exactly. he never, never flagged it. In, in fact, I, I want to read these questions for folks. And, and thanks for that. Um, when you buy a gun, every time you have to fill out this form, um, are you the actual transferee? Are you under indictment for a felony? Have you ever been convicted uh, of a felony? Are you a fugitive from justice? Are you an unlawful user of, of marijuana or other illegal narcotics? Have you ever been adjudicated as a mental defect or have you ever com been committed to a mental institution? Have you ever been discharged from the armed forces dishonorably? Are you the subject of a court order, including a military protective order? Have you ever been convicted of a domestic crime misdemeanor for domestic violence? Have you renounced your citizenship? Are you in the country illegally or unlawfully? Uh, you got to answer all those questions. Uh, and if you lie, that gives them extra things to charge you with when they charge you with the gun. Um, and that that's that's the issue here. Um, and if you, it, it, it comes back on the form, if it's in the system, and now there are reports that this kid probably should have been in the system for other things, uh, but that hadn't been confirmed, so I hadn't wanted to talk about it. I want to talk about Patriot Mobile. They are a company that is Christian and conservative. They support the Second Amendment. They support the NRA. They support gun owners. They support um, the veterans and first responders and the pro-life movement. They want you as a customer, and if you go to them as a customer, they take a portion of the profits you help them generate, and they give them to those causes. They give them to the conservative movement. Uh, they're designed that way. They're set up that way. You don't have to worry about the coverage because they have the same coverage everybody else has. Um, they use the same towers everybody else has. You can see the detailed coverage on their website, their 5G, their data, their voice. You go to patriotmobile.com. Uh, if you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, you'll get free activation. That's patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can also call them. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service at 972-PATRIOT. You'll talk to someone in the United States. They can get you rolled over. They can port your existing phone number over. They can give you a new phone number. You can bring an unlocked phone to them or get a phone from them. It's patriotmobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. Hi there. I need to send out that ice cream pie recipe, don't I? Um, it, I'm sorry. It's, it's been a little, little overwhelming this week. This, this is just, man, it's, it's a week. Um, particularly when you have to dwell on such an awful story and it doesn't improve. It just keeps getting worse and worse every day. You, 
you update it. Uh, I'm going to take some time off. Uh, I haven't had an actual break from the show since Christmas. Uh, I've had days off, mind you, uh, but they've been days off for either being sick or someone in the family sick or uh, having to travel for work, meetings, things like that that couldn't be avoided um, or scheduled outside of show hours. I haven't actually had time to just goof off and do nothing. So I'm going to goof off and do nothing for a few days. Um, My birthday is a week from today. Memorial Day is on Monday. Um, To those of you in the military and in the service, God bless you for your service. For those of you who have lost a loved one in service to this country, uh, God bless you. And I hope you're able to get some rest and peace and comfort this weekend. And for all the families in Texas who are hurting and all the others, keep them in your prayers and God bless them. I will see you guys in a week.